We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast. It is Friday, and we have a surprise for you folks as uh, Josh and Joe are both kind of dealing with some personal stuff. Uh, It is the original gruesome twosome, uh, Mike and Sam uh, from, you know, Ghosts of Podcast Past, bringing them to you live and in action here on Friday. Hello. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Another week on the books. I am excited on a couple fronts. One, this is our last show on the Blog Talk Network, okay? So the final show on Blog Talk, come Monday, we will be on Podbean, okay? So for all of our listeners worldwide, you will be able to find us at Podbean, um... Our last show. Yeah, bro, plug it out a little bit, man. What's plug that? it out. I said plug out the new uh, platform for us and the, for the listeners. I will, I will, but I just want to say this. Thank you to all of our listeners. You will be able to find us on the Podbean. We will have better audio. Things will be much improved. Our last show, Sam, that we did, which was last Friday, is at... 15,153 downloads. Let's go. So, everybody, everybody, sorry to Blog Talk Radio. We've had too many issues on, if you're listening to us in Canada, Germany, France, and the United Kingdom, come find us on Podbean. We'll also still be uploading everything to iTunes and Amazon. Uh, so, um, anyways, we're here, it's Friday, and Kyrie Irving has blessed us in this somewhat slow time as there's no football. (laughs) (laughs) Kyrie Irving is requesting a trade by next Thursday's trade deadline. Um, I'm I'm honestly, uh, like ashamed to say that he's from New Jersey. Because this guy is, I think he's lost his mind. I think so. Dude, I believe he's lost his mind. He's, he's fucking, he's crazy. And it doesn't work anywhere with Kyrie. It can't be like, you know, it didn't work in Boston. In Cleveland, he got tired of being the second fiddle to LeBron. And now he's not, he's, he's leaving his boy KD high and dry. And, dude, KD left Steph Curry. To go play with Kyrie. And if I'm KD, I'm like, man. Katie could have just fuck. Katie could have just stayed in in Golden State and, and just piled up more chips probably. But we all know that none of the all those chips he never would have gotten full credit, right? He like for for instance, Giannis's one in Milwaukee is weighted so much more than than KD's two that he got in Golden State. Like, it's not yeah. even. No, like, absolutely, absolutely. 
no question, know, no question there. It's like, dude, I want to win another ring. It's not going to happen here in Brooklyn. And KD decides to go to a place that isn't already loaded, but to put him over top. Like, could you imagine KD and Luca in Dallas? Yeah, that's just unfair. Again, it's unfair. That that but kind of uh, uh, pairing is unfair. I don't want to say it's unfair because there's other teams that are going to be deeper than Dallas. But that one-two punch of Luka and KD would be great. Now, I don't think Brooklyn is going to blow up everything. I think they're going to try to find the best package available and go and get somebody. Now, here's one package, Sam, that I think works in the favor of the Nets and it gets Kyrie out of there. And it's one that I was playing around with based on rumors that I've been hearing. We all we all know D'Angelo Russell has not been working out well in Minnesota. He's been on the trade block. What if you take um if you take Kyrie Irving and you ship him off to Minnesota and in return you get D'Angelo Russell, okay? You get a a, a young center and Nas Reed, who's really young. Nas Reed is really, really really good, good, right? And and he's playing behind Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. And and so So he's he's not not really even getting proper minutes. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then also send maybe over a guy like either Kyle Anderson or Wendell Moore. Uh, Let's call it, let's say Wendell Moore Jr. He's on a, he's on a rookie contract. Okay. And he's, Get Kyrie Irving. All of a sudden, Minnesota has Kyrie. He's a ball handler. He's a shot creator. He's better than D'Angelo Russell. And I think he fits better alongside Anthony Edwards, Gobert, and Carl Anthony Towns. And then the Nets get back Reed, so they get back some front court size. They get a nice shooter in D'Angelo Russell, and then they get a young dude in Wendell Moore Jr. who maybe can develop in the next couple years to go pair with Durant and Ben Simmons and, and, and some of these guys. It's not it's not the best trade, but I think it keeps the Nets around that three or four seed in the East, and it gets them rid of the headache of Kyrie Irving. And I think that is the right, best so, package they're going to get. I think that would be the best okay. package they, that they could hope for. Otherwise, it's sending them to the Lakers and getting Westbrook in return and, and nothing else. I mean, if, if there's a way for the Heat, if if there's a way for the Heat to swing Lowry and maybe either Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson as part of that move, that actually might benefit them too. It does, but I don't think I don't think the Heat want any part of Kyrie Irving, and I don't think Jimmy Butler does either. Yeah, I don't and think Jimmy I don't Butler, think he'll fit into the culture there. I don't think he'll fit into the culture no, there. He doesn't at all. He doesn't at all. You're right there. The other interesting idea that I had for Kyrie is send him to the Clippers who need a point guard, and maybe in return you get – Norm Powell? Norm Powell, uh, but they're going to have to work some contracts. Maybe you get Reggie Jackson, pair him back up with Kevin Durant, Norman Powell, you know, and that gets them – that gets them close. I think the the Clippers would need to get rid of another bot, another person. So maybe uh, they need some size. 
maybe you do away with someone like I don't think they're going to get rid of Zubak in that deal. I think Zubak no, is no, no, too Zubac, important. Zubak's too. He's too. Yeah, he's too important to that team. Maybe a Robert Covington. Yeah, yeah. Some defensive or Marcus uh, or Marcus Morris. Both of those guys are like. Well, I don't look. They're they're probably throw-ins at this point, right? In their careers, they're, yeah. they're really not. They're not marquee pieces that anyone's looking to go get, right? So, I I I think that that's a that's a good trade, and that if the Clippers are able to swing that, they automatically move up the chain as far as like uh, contenders go, right? They do. They absolutely would. I mean, it would be very hard, but I even that. Because Reggie Jackson is on an expiring deal. They would get Norman Powell for another three years. Uh, so, I, I don't know. But it's, for me, it's like, where are you going to work at? And who who in their right fucking mind is going to want to say, all right, Kyrie, we'll give you three or four years. So, basically, any of these teams acquiring Kyrie, you got them for three months. The four, three to four month rental at point in time. We're in February. Maybe and hold on. Maybe. We're also we're also don't forget. Hold on. Three month three month window along with his nonsense of not playing back to backs or a couple of sore hammies or whatever it is, right? So you're gonna miss some more right. time along with that, right? And which Kyrie are you gonna get in the playoffs? And so here, this is why I don't know if there's a market. A lot of teams are not gonna want to give up young assets or quality assets for a player that might not be there in four months, right? Because he's a free agent at the end of the season. And if he bombs out anywhere he goes, if he bombs out anywhere he goes, no one's going to sign him. No one's going to give him the big deal that he's looking I, for. I don't, I don't, I don't know if, if Kyrie realizes, but he's not, he's not Michael Jordan. He's not LeBron James. He's not, um, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, he can't demand the things. Kobe Bryant, he can't demand. He thinks that he can demand these things. Will dry up because of his attitude. Yeah, I mean, fuck. At this point, man, dude's not even fucking comparable to to Trey Young in Atlanta. Like, I Kyrie Irving. No, I, I would. Is, I is would big. still take. I would still take Kyrie over Trey. I wouldn't. But yeah, there's, there's so. But there's so many people. like. So, listen, listen, if we're talking just pure basketball talent, right, away from all the other noise that he brings and everything else, right, uh, he's a good player. He's a very good player. Okay. Right? Um, but, yes, I agree with you. As, but as, his antics, as his antics ramp up, as his antics ramp up, it makes him less, even more, uh, like more and more less desirable to everybody else. Yeah. Dude, what about this? Kyrie Irving for Zach Levine, straight up. I don't know, man. Well, what, what what do the Bulls, uh, you know, plan on on uh, you know? That's not again. You get a three month rental, and then they're still sitting in tenth place. So they're not making any runs, you know. Yeah. You're sending him to if you're going to do that. If you're going to send him to the Bulls, I mean, teach Kyrie a lesson. Send him to the Magic. For, like, yeah. Wendell Carter and, like, uh, someone else, you know? The only other option is saying, hey, we'll send you to New York to the Knicks. But I don't I don't think the Knicks are giving up Randall 
to go get Kyrie no Irving. Way. And I don't know how no. Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brunson backcourt works. Now, the other rumor I'm hearing, there's two teams that have already contacted the Nets. The Lakers are one. The Mavericks are the other one. The Mavericks are desperate to get some help surrounded to Luka. So, I don't know if you go, if you send Dwight Powell and Tim Hardaway Jr. and maybe, and maybe because the Nets said they want size, maybe Davis Burton's or or uh, freaking JaVale McGee over to the to the uh, to the to the Nets. I mean, I think a JaVale McGee, a Dwight Powell, and a Tim Hardaway Jr. to the Nets. It makes them pretty competitive, and no, but they, they, you, you're talking about a Mavs team that has very little depth to begin with, right? Who you can chart out at the five, you know, or the four? Christian Wood, all right, fine. Uh, who's actually? I think Christian Wood Wood's Dorian, injured too, by the way. Yeah, he is, but you still got Dorian Finney-Smith, Davis Burton's, but like, or what? Do you, do you just send Spencer Din, Dinwiddie back to the Nets? I yeah, mean, this is the problem. You know, like... So if you take away Spencer, if you take away Spencer, isn't Spencer coming off the bench right now? I think so. Or is he starting? I think he's... Yeah, I, I, think, Spencer, I, think, I think Spencer anchors the second unit, man. So, so, but yeah, so you already said it. The Mavs don't have the depth, but if you want to get Kyrie Irving, you're just not going to give him away for peanuts, right? So... I don't know, dude. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough, it's a tough situation, and it just—it's—it's it's not a good look for Kyrie, man. Like he's just—I, you're right. His handles, his shooting, Kyrie. If his head was on fucking straight, could have been better than Chris Paul. Yeah, but yeah. he's not. Yep. His head's not there, and he's—he's he's the biggest waste of God-given talent. That I've ever seen. You know, when he was at Duke, before he got drafted number one overall, he played like like seven games, and so after, yeah, he's either yeah. injured or he needs or he needs fucking time off to go fucking smoke the peace pipe. Like it's, it's he he never has a good excuse, and he's always hurt. I just I wouldn't want him. See, I think he's kind of fixed his his maybe his his hurt issues, possibly right, but dude. The guy just – he takes days off when he feels like it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if any team is willing to pay somebody $35 million a year to take days off because they feel like it, you know. Outside of outside of whoever paid Ben Simmons their money, you know, right. uh, whoever, whoever paid him that, outside of that, I don't know any other team that would just, like, voluntarily cough up money. And, th- and uh, part of that, that list of, of – Drops, bro. We should have been dropped Lonzo Ball like last year. Yeah, he, I'm he so sick of reading out. about Lonzo fucking Ball. I'm so sick of it, dude. Let me ask you. Let's say the Nets they do trade Kyrie Irving. Let's say they 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 get rid of him. Is KD staying in Brooklyn after this season, or is KD wanting out? Dude, so like Kyrie Irving went on national TV and said like KD's like my best friend and this that the other and blah blah. blah. And then he's just going to flip the switch and be like, yo, I got to be out. Like, like that, I, I don't know. KD's probably thinking in his head, I should have left before the season even started when I had requested that demand 
in the off season yeah. uh, for a trade. He's he's thinking to himself, I should have just gone through with it. You're a head case. Dude, and you know what what hurts is that before KD got hurt, the Nets were in second place in the Eastern Conference. KD's going to be coming back soon, but they were they were right behind the Celtics and. They've lost some momentum since Katie got hurt, and now and now Kyrie wants out. In my mind, and that's why, I, and that's why I see like. A, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say. In my mind, right now, Brooklyn, as is, is not good enough to beat Philly, Milwaukee, or Boston in a seven-game series. And I don't think any trade short of bringing back someone that is like a Kawhi Leonard or a Paul George and for Kyrie Irving will change that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like what's being offered for Kyrie will not help the next time you wait in keeping Durant, right? Or or uh even like uh, continuing uh whatever pace they have this year. Yeah. Well, no one's like going to give up another star for Kyrie. That's for sure, right? Especially on a potential rental. Like the only deal that I see maybe keeping Brooklyn, getting them above Philly, and that's going to be a tall task is that trade we talked about in Minnesota, where it's Nas Reed coming back and D'Angelo Russell, and that's the only trade where I could see them maybe sneaking in. But even as the four seed, let let's. Let's say everything stays as is, which we know it's not going to happen, but let's just say it stays as is. Brooklyn, as the four seed, would face Cleveland in the first round. That's a tall order, right? That's not an easy matchup. Cleveland with Evan Mobley and Donovan. Let's just say they do get past Cleveland. Then they're facing Cleveland's Boston. got so much size, bro. They have so much size. It's hard to, it's hard to beat that team. But even if they pass Cleveland, they got to face Boston in the second round. Do you really think a team led by Durant with Ben Headcaston and D'Angelo Russell and Nas Reed and Joe Harris is beating that Boston team? No way. You could have no Durant drop like 40 points a game and it's still not happening. Yeah. that And that's if they get past Cleveland. And then let's say if by some miracle they get by Boston in the second round – then you're looking at facing either Milwaukee or Philly in the in the conference finals, and that dude, that the 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 route I just laid out, that is a fucking that is a gauntlet. That's a tall task, bro. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland, no, see, see, the, the other Boston, thing, the, Milwaukee or Philly, that is that is a gauntlet to get just to the NBA finals, and I don't, I don't think Brooklyn's built for it. So going back to what you were saying, like if you if you really kind of break it down and you were to do that Nas Reed trade that you were talking about, you know what teams would do? They would let Durant go off. They would let him go off. Go off for forty. Go off for fifty. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The rest of the team is trash. So as long as the rest of the, they could let Durant go off, but Durant's still one man at the end of the day. Uh, and, and for that matter, um, I mean nothing against Durant, but you know Jokic did it last year, one man show without Jamal Murray. You know, and a lot of other people. He had pieces. He, he, yes, he had help. He didn't have all stars, though. He didn't have all stars. He didn't have all stars, right? right? Joker Joke was bounced in the first round of the playoffs, too. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But at the same time, then you look at Luca. Luca also did it by himself, more or less. Yeah. Right. 
And you that team is still built a little bit better. This, that team is still yeah. built better. Like, again, chemistry. They've been now playing for two, three years. Same guys adding one or two pieces a year. They know how to play well with each other. And they knocked off the Suns last year, right? So, yeah. Luca Luca is is I think a better single star than than Kevin Durant is at this point. At this point in time, Kevin Durant circa 2016. That's a different you know, Kevin Durant though. That's a different yeah, Kevin Durant. Yeah, Achilles MVP at Oklahoma City, Kevin Durant. That that was one of the greatest players that I've I've, I've watched. Is yeah, the but that City. that team was also. All, that team was also set up really nice too. So that was built yeah. the way this Oklahoma City team is being built right now from the ground up through drafting. Dude, this Oklahoma, this Oklahoma City team right now, without much, without really a superstar at this point, right? No, because we don't know what's at home. Because I, I would say, I guess Shy is as closest to a superstar. They're twenty four and twenty seven, dude. They're they're right in the thick of it. They're only a game and they're only two games out of the eighth spot in the West. And they're doing it without Chet Holmgren, who's been hurt all year. And I you know, I just I wonder, dude, this team which is fully loaded with draft picks. This team do you know in the upcoming draft, in the twenty twenty three draft, they will have their own first round pick plus the Clippers, which will fall out of the lottery. Fine. And then in 2024, they got the Clippers' first-round pick. They got their first-round pick. They owned Houston's first-round pick. And they own Utah's first-round pick in 2024. There's a good chance that two of those might uh, fall in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah, Houston and Utah. Yep. So, I, I don't, dude, it's going to be – they are set up. And, and you know Sam Presti – we talked about this before. His hit record in the draft is like 65%, which is insane for an NBA GM. Yeah, absolutely. If you want, if I were to build an NBA team from the ground, I, would, I wouldn't pick anybody else but him. 100%, dude. All right. Uh, let's switch gears, man. Dan Orlowski, who's been – you know, getting just eviscerated on fucking Twitter here. Um, That's because he's been smoking the peace pipe, bro. Yeah. Um, Dan Orlovsky released his top five quarterbacks of all time. And then he had this to respond because everybody's just been eviscerating him. This was three minutes ago. Everyone take a deep breath at the list. Y'all telling me that the list is trash and saying I'm not qualified to make the list while simultaneously telling me who should be on the list. It's sports. It's okay to have fun with it. So he had as his top five, number one was, was obviously Tom Brady, okay? Then he had, I believe it was Patrick Mahomes, okay? At two? At at two, okay. Then he had Peyton Manning, John Elway, and Dan Marino. That was his top the, five. <laughs> First of all, I love Dan Marino, but he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. He never won a Super Bowl. So how are you including Dan Marino on this list over somebody, Troy Aikman, 
or a Ben Roethlisberger. Joe Montana? Or, 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 yeah, especially Joe Montana. Joe Montana's on this list regardless. I'm sorry, but as we talked about in the, in the car, as we are prepping for the podcast a little bit, Mahomes has been great, but he's, He's not done yet, and we don't know what the rest of his career is going to look like. How can you put Mahomes as the second-best quarterback of all time right now with one with one Super Bowl ring? He has one Super Bowl ring. He got blown out in the other Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. And then what, what happens if Philly beats Kansas City 35-13? to he starts looking a lot like uh, Brett Favre, you know. I'm sorry, you know, uh, or like, or, uh, and, and believe it or not, Brett Favre, uh, some of their even their personalities, like gunslinger mentality, it's also there too. But like, Brett Favre went to more than one Super Bowl, and he lost, and he only has one ring to show for. Him as well. Yeah, well, but Brett Favre only went to two Super Bowls, and he won one, and he lost one. But Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. For as great as he was, went to four Super Bowls and he was two and two in them. And that, and and arguably the second Super Bowl he won in Denver, it wasn't even because of him. He didn't even do anything to win that. He 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 handed the ball off and let the defense carry him in that game. Because you can't tell me Peyton Manning right. was Peyton Manning the year they beat Carolina in the Super Bowl. Oh no 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 no! Oh, Peyton Manning was was like washed, washed, washed. Yeah. He was washed at that point. So, yeah, Peyton Manning's been to four Super Bowls. He won two, and he lost two. Right now, Montana was 4-0 in Super Bowls. He was 4-0. And so there's I, no way you could put Marino over, over him. There's no way you could put Marino over him. There's no way you could put Marino over him. But there's, I'm sorry, I'm not taking Mahomes. I'm not putting Mahomes over John Elway either. And no, frankly, I agree. I agree Mahomes, with that. But Elway's got some uh, Super Bowl Mahomes, L's as well, right? Uh, John Elway went to five Super Bowls. He won two and he lost three, but he went to five Super Bowls. The only thing he doesn't have a lot of is regular season MVP awards. He only won the MVP award one time. So I, he played like I'm, a, I'm he, he played for like seventeen years, though. You know, or so, whatever played, it was. He played for six. Seasons. He played for 16 years, and he went to five Super Bowls. Now, meanwhile, Mahomes is in his fifth season. He's played in five AFC title games, and he's going to his third Super Bowl. And it's a great start. It's a phenomenal start. And, yes, if he keeps up this pace, Sam, Mahomes will be probably the first or second greatest quarterback to ever live. I, and I will say that in all certainty. If Mahomes keeps his pace up, let's say Mahomes ends up going to eight Super Bowls and he wins four of them, even if he's four and four in Super Bowls, that would be a phenomenal accomplishment. And he would be right up there with Brady or or right behind Brady. But we don't know it. And we talked about this in the car. If Andy Reid, if the Chiefs beat the Eagles and Andy Reid says, that's it, I'm going to ride off into the sunset now. I've won two Super Bowls. I've now been – four Super Bowls in my career, you know, I went to one with Philly and I've been to three with the Chiefs. I'm going to retire now. And then who knows what what head coach comes in and what offense they run and, and, and what other, you know, and then what happens when Kelsey retires? Then Mahomes has no Tyreek Hill. He has no Travis Kelsey. He doesn't have a run game. 
what what is that what does that then, what does that sound like what does that sound like to you the 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 offensive uh, implosion version of like the Seahawks after they paid uh, uh, Russell Wilson? Not even because Russell Wilson they still put talent around. To me, you know who it reminds me of the most is uh, there was I'm, I'm God why am I you know what it, it reminds me of the Saints. The Saints had a Super Bowl run. Then, if you remember, Sean Payton, Sean Payton took a step back for a while. The Saints were good, but they they struggled to put talent around Drew Brees. It wasn't until they started drafting some people. But after they won the Super Bowl, after they won the Super Bowl, they went eleven and five, lost in the wild card game. Thirteen and three, lost in the divisional game. Thirteen and three, lost in the divisional game. Then they had three straight years of seven and nine. 2014, 2015, 2016, they were 7-9, 7-9, and then finally they they drafted in 2017, you know, they Come started on. drafting some they signed they signed uh Larry Warford, a really good offensive guard. They signed some uh some dudes in the offseason. They they drafted Marshawn Lattimore and Ryan Ramchek and Marcus Williams and Alvin Kamara and Trey Hendrickson. That was all one draft class in two thousand seventeen. Hendrickson, Kamara, Marcus Williams, Ramchek and Lattimore. And then all of a sudden they drafted really well in twenty eighteen as well and, and they were playing in the NFC championship game. But they had that lull where after winning the Super Bowl, they were still really good, but they couldn't win in the playoffs, and then they had three straight losing seasons. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen to Mahomes, but we don't know. We don't know. The, what, why don't, you're right. It's, it's, not, it's not sustainable. That, that kind of production is not sustainable over the course of, yeah. uh, you know, that many years, unless you have, like, you have to have a lot of, uh, of the same formulas that some of these other quarterbacks, the greats, have had, right? So, like, you're not going to get another Tom Brady, Bill Belichick kind of pairing with Patrick Mahomes. No. It's it's going to be tough to get that kind of recipe if Andy Reid leaves, right, N- number one. <clears throat> number two, uh, uh, Tom Brady, you know, took unknown guys and made them into somebody. He took less money uh, as a quarterback and said, I'll, I'll take uh, endorsements to go out and get me more talent, right? Yeah. I don't think uh, that's well, going to happen with Mahomes. No, and if and if, honestly, if Andy Reid was sitting here, you know, if this was Patrick Mahomes and 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 in Philadelphia, Andy Reid, then they'd be set because Mahomes could yeah. spend seventeen years in the league, and Andy Reid would be his coach for all seventeen years. But right. that's not going right. to be the case. Reid, Andy Reid is sixty-five years old. Okay. He's 65. Maybe he coaches another three to five years. Maybe. But he's also had a lot of personal life issues. His son's been in trouble. Like, you know. His brother. Uh, his, his, oldest, his oldest son died of a heroin overdose. Britt uh, was the one that was arrested in 2020 right before the Super Bowl. So, like, I, maybe he's just like, fuck, dude. Maybe I just need to. Spend more time with my family. No, I mean, it, it would totally make sense, you know, why he would be like, okay, you know, I think I've done enough in my career. I've coached enough yeah. great players, won my rings, 
you know, built franchises and all not the whole nine. And now it's time for me to just, you know, peace out. It, it, it does sound a lot like uh, that could be the scenario, but again, if, if you take an L in the Super Bowl, how much are you now, you know, expediting that those feelings or are you renewing it to keep going? I want to, uh, we got a lot to talk about. We've already taken up 26 minutes, man. This is crazy. Like, but uh, we only got 26 minutes left, and we still have so much that I want to talk about. Um, it's funny. The Mixon arrest warrant has now been uh, dismissed. So I think that story, whoever was making shit up, was just fucking spouting off the mouth. But let me get to our quarterback bus bracket, and then, Sam, I want to talk to you about what teams might be in the market to draft a QB and what teams do you think might try to make a play in free agency? And, and so, um, quarterback bus bracket. All right. Jamarcus Russell goes over. Surprise, Brady surprise. <laughs> yeah, Jamarcus Russell going over Brady Quinn with 65% of the vote. Tim Couch going over Matt Leinart with 55% of the vote. Okay. Ryan Leaf going over David Klingler with 90% of the vote. And Andre Ware sneaking past Rick Meyer with 53% of the vote. So this sets up a final four of Jamarcus Russell, Tim Couch, Ryan Leaf, and Andre Ware. Got to be between Leaf and Russell. I I think think so, but I wouldn't be surprised if Couch ends up going over Jamarcus, dude. Even though Couch had a better career than Jamarcus Russell did, Couch is synonymous with Brown's QB bust history, dude. I don't yeah, know. but you it's know what? Be... I think the reason why uh, Russell probably is scrutinized more is because of the, the size of that contract that he got. You know, yeah. the rookie scale contract was just wild yeah. how much money they paid him. Yeah. So I think, and, it's same, right. and same goes for like the, some of these other guys. Like uh, they're they're under the glass, the magnifying glass, even more because they were until they changed the you know the the, the structure for. I think Sam Bradford was like the last, or Stafford was the last QB that was drafted that had that massive right you know initial offering first, that that first you know that the, yeah. that the first Q, that the QBs get right. Um, or yeah. first-round players, right? The first pick player, in fact. Um, and so I, I, that, these other guys, I, I feel like they got paid, but Russell got paid, paid, dude. I was watching a documentary on this guy. He got so much money. It's sick. Yeah. Insane. But, yeah, too reliant on that purple drink. So. Dipping <laughs> um, on that scissor. All right. So we got... We got the Bears obviously picking number one. I don't think they're keeping that pick. But of all the teams, we know there's these are the teams that are going to be looking for a quarterback, Sam. The Houston Texans, the Colts, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Jets, the, the Commanders, and probably Tampa Bay. Those are my teams that I've identified that are going to look for a quarterback. Now, of the teams mentioned, Sam, I think there's three teams that want to pick a quarterback in the draft 
and I think the rest of them want a veteran to come in. But I think the Texans, the Colts, want to draft a young QB that they can build around. I think that the Jets, Tampa, and Las Vegas, and maybe Atlanta and Washington are all going to look for some kind of veteran quarterback. And now with Brady retiring, with Brady retiring, which I, I think he's done, I don't think he's going to come back. I think that takes that makes Vegas out of the you know needing a quarterback. We have three agents in Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think. That is, is that the only free agent quarterback that's going to hit the market? No, it, it would be Derek Carr as well, you know. Oh, and Derek if Carr. They decide... Derek Carr. Yeah. I, I apologize. So, yeah, Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I think Derek Carr would be a fantastic fit in Atlanta. He's He's got Pitt, and he's got, uh, what's his face, Drake London there. Yep. I think Derek Carr's a great fit there. I think Jimmy G is a great fit for the Jets. So then now we're looking at teams that are going to need to take quarterbacks. That Tampa Bay is going to be in the market. Washington's in the market. Maybe one of these teams make the play for Aaron Rodgers. But there's just, I mean, there's at least there's seven teams that need a quarterback. There's only really – there's okay, there's four quarterbacks in this class that are being touted as first-round talents. And then Tanner McKee out of Stanford looks like he would be someone either taken late in the first round or early second round. But what do you – like, you agree with me that, that more than likely Houston, Indy, and the Panthers are going to draft a quarterback, right? No, yeah, like you don't think they're for sure. They they've tried they've tried enough. They've tried enough yeah. with with aging vets. Uh, I I feel like they're they're, um, they've been toiling in in you know anonymity for the past couple of years. So it's it's time that they actually get a quarterback that they can possibly tout as a franchise quarterback. I mean, I don't even know if there's one in the draft. To be honest with you, Sam, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you. What I see. In this draft of quarterbacks, and, and I talked to Tommy about this before, and because he asked me who 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 he who did I think was going to be the best quarterback, and I said I don't know. It depends on who drafts them. This quarterback class is going to be entirely dependent on who drafts them. There is not there is not a surefire starter here, right? The, there's not a there's not an Andrew Luck or Joe Burrow or someone of that nature where it's like, hey, you know, this guy, no matter where he goes, is a bona fide Yeah, you don't star. blink. Yeah, those guys, you, you don't blink when you draft them. You could, they could fit anywhere, really, right? Exactly. Like, so, for instance, Jalen Hurts looks like a great quarterback, but he lucked out in Philly because they put a team around him. If, if Jalen Hurts quarterback right now – in uh, for Tennessee, is is he as good? Are people talking about him? Is he in the MVP conversation? Absolutely not. And and we talked about this with Mahomes. Mahomes is great, 
but he got to not only sit for a year, he got to go to Kansas City and Andy Reid, and he started his career with Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and a bunch of great receivers and an offensive mastermind in Andy Reid. If the Bears don't trade up for Trubisky and they take Patrick Mahomes, are the are the Bears in three Super Bowls in five years? I don't I don't think so. No, I don't no. believe. But so. I, I take I do I don't think so too. But I take that back for one second. Jalen Hurts I think would do okay in Tennessee only because. So long as that Derrick Henry train is running, you have a mobile yeah. quarterback. So you have to, again, pick your poison when it comes to the run game. So, okay, but, like, if you throw him on, like, a Texans team, forget about it. Forget about it. Or what about Washington? If he's in Washington oh, right now. God awful. No way. Not happening. Not happening. I just that, – that's the thing. If C.J. Stroud goes to the Colts, C.J. Stroud's the best quarterback out of this class. In my opinion, because he goes to a that's team. who I want. I want I want the pocket passer. I want someone that's that's you know accurate. And me and my buddies got into got into it like a, a couple of days ago. One of my friends like, oh, he's all in on like Aaron Rodgers, like trying to get Rodgers to go. He thinks Rodgers is going to come to the Jets. I was like, there's no freaking way it's going to happen. Number one, uh, number two, um, wouldn't you want a younger quarterback? Wouldn't you instead of a thirty-nine-year-old quarterback that may have another two years left, maybe even one, depending on how he feels, because he changes his mind every off-season, right? So, I was like, I don't want him. And then his response was like, Oh, so who are you gonna get? Uh, were you gonna draft a quarterback? I was like, I would like C.J. Stroud. He's like, You're not gonna get him based on where you're sitting. And I'm like, You're right. But what can you do to move up? I, I'm giving you what I would do. Right, if I was if I was looking yeah. at it, I love C.J. Stroud's game, dude. It's people knock it for other reasons, but I like his poise a lot. Well, you would have to go. Here's here, and here's where where it gets interesting this year. The Bears are likely going to trade down for number one because they're going to want the Bears have a lot of holes, and they're going to want to recoup a ton of picks to get for that number one spot. I I would want a first-rounder, a third-rounder, maybe a fourth-rounder, and then a first-rounder next year, depending on who's trading up with me. Yeah. Arizona I would say two firsts, interchangeable thirds or something like that, right? But seconds and fourths, yep. for sure. Arizona's sitting at three. They can trade down two. So then Indianapolis, I think, if they want one of the top two quarterbacks, Indianapolis is going to have to trade up to number one. And I, I would trade up to number one if I'm them. The Bears can always trade down from four depending on what happens. But I, if I'm the Colts, I'm making a move up to number one. I believe in my heart that the first three picks off the board will be quarterbacks because the way I see it playing out is I think Indy is going to end up giving their fourth, the, the fourth pick a first-rounder next year and the 79th pick that belongs to Washington, which was under the Colts, and the 106th pick is going to go to the Bears. Then I believe that Arizona is moving down. And so I, I think I think, and I think the Colts like C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. And I think Bryce Young's going to end up going to the Texans. I, I think that Arizona is going to trade well, it's good, down. Well, because Bryce Young can run, right? He's going to be running for yeah. his life behind that whole line. <laughs> and here's where it gets interesting now. If Arizona's at three and Stroud and Young are off the board, do the Jets come up from 13 to three to take Levis? 
Or do they stay no. put? No, we got to stay put, bro. We have to. The reason why is because we actually have some space. We have all pro corner, all pro D line. We have we have some good on the dis- yeah. defensive side of the ball. We have some good, really good players, and these guys are gonna go, want to get paid at some point, in you know, uh, in their earlier than than normal, I would say, right? Um, and and the uh, I'm sorry, especially sauce, especially sauce for sure, for sure. But you know, let's take that out of the equation. I believe that the Jets think that they're in a win-now mentality, winning seven games. I don't think that's smart. I would want a younger quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. So I will take Derek Carr. I will take Jimmy G. It'll cost less yeah. for those two, right, as well. I mean, we won't have Rodgers' money on our books either. So now Carr, Carr, you get... you know, Carr has to sign a new contract, and so does Jimmy. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It's a possibility. I, I don't know. Car survives the bright lights of New York. Yeah, that's the other Carr, thing. I think Car's the better fit in Atlanta or going to Washington. I think the best fit for the Jets is either Jimmy Garoppolo, who who played in New England. He can handle you know New York. He can you know Boston is similar to New York in that in that regards. Or making a deal for Lamar Jackson. If, See, Lamar Jackson, that's my, that's my number one choice. I would take Lamar in a heartbeat, but guess what? He's not available. He's technically not available. That you know of. That, that you know of. If, if if the Ravens don't get a deal, I think the Ravens, if, if I'm the Jets, I'll gladly give up my 13th pick. I will give up. I will give up whatever I need to give up in order to get Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson takes me from seven wins to at least 11 wins next season, 100%, right? Like, you get a healthy Brees Hall Oh, yeah, Hall without, without a question, without a question, without and, a question. And even if, let's say Brees Hall isn't quite healthy at the beginning of the season, Zonovan Knight looked really good last last year in spots, and Michael Carter we know is good. And then Lamar Jackson can still throw it to Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and freaking Corey Davis. And all of a sudden – Man, that Jets team looks scary, right? And 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 in the division, that's going to be tough because New England's retooling. Buffalo's going to be good. Miami's going to be good. But I, I I think Lamar in New York puts them at a, at least eleven wins. So I, it, it's going to be interesting to see how these dominoes fall because some of these teams are going to draft quarterbacks. Some of these teams are going to strike out in the free agency market. I, I think Jimmy G is going to sign either he's not Jimmy G's not signing with Carolina. He's not going to Atlanta. He's gonna to go to a team that can win now. And I I don't think Indianapolis is going to go that route again. They went Philip Rivers, they went Carson Wentz, they went Matt Ryan. They're not gonna go Jimmy G. I think they're gonna draft. And I don't think the Raiders are going to go after Jimmy Garoppolo, although they might. Garoppolo has familiarity with Josh McDaniels and that system. But, man, I look at the Jets. If I'm Jimmy G, uh, I get to play in New York. I have a team that's built. That's, that's, I think that's the pairing right there, to be honest with you. So. He has a little bit of an extensive, uh, you know, he has a little bit of a uh, injury history, man. 
true, too. That's the scary thing. That is the scary thing. And I don't know, dude. It's 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 fucking crazy. Uh, we'll, we'll, we only have 10 minutes left, man, and there's still so much I wanted to get to that I'm not going to get to. I You haven't started The Last of Us, have you? You haven't started watching that, so I'm gonna. I have not. I have not started it. I have not started it. Nope, not yet. Fuck. I won't. I, I'm not gonna tell you anything because I don't want to ruin it for you. So let's go into. Well, some, I mean, I played the game, I got, so I, I have an idea. About, I played the game. I played the game. Yeah. So I, I have an idea what what the show is about, but I just haven't watched it. Okay, but I don't want to ruin anything because there's something that happened in the most recent episode where I'm just like, what the fuck? So. Right, um, so then don't spoil it, Dick. I'm not going to spoil it. That's why I was fucking said I'm not going to spoil it. Anyways, uh, let's look at some dynasty talk. Let's look at some fantasy football talk, okay? We got a lot of teams, a lot of people are gearing up. If you play dynasty sports, if you're in redraft leagues, you're not even thinking about fantasy football right now at this point in time. But if you're in a dynasty league, odds are in a couple months you're going to be having your draft uh, for the incoming rookies. And so – now is a great time to start preparing to try to catch some sleepers. Right now, from what I'm hearing, in the first round, a lot of B. John Robinson is the overwhelming 1.1 pick. I don't know why, but he is. So, after that, you got receivers like Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, probably also going in the first round. I've heard, I've, and then you got your quarterbacks that will probably go in the first round, which is your, you know, Will Levis, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud crowd. Depending on how many picks you get, you know, if you're in a 10 or 12 team league, it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, Michael Mayer might be a guy at the tight end out of Notre Dame that might sneak into the first round. But I want to take this time to kind of go over some guys who are going to be drafted in the NFL draft in the in the third and fifth rounds and who might be some sleepers that you might be able to catch um, third rounds of your rookie draft. One dude that I really, really like and he is kind of flying under the radar right now. But his name is Kendra Miller, running back out of TCU. Sam, he's six foot. Oh, we spoke about this guy. We spoke about this guy. We spoke about him. We definitely spoke about him. He's a beast. Who beast. Me and you. You we and I. You and I, you and I. Yeah, we did. We, 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 we touched on, like, which running backs could you get in this upcoming draft. Okay. For like a basically not first round, you know, uh, without spending uh, a, a high pick for. for so he's he's big. He's not overwhelmingly fast. Two twenty. He runs about a four five forty. He's not. He's not. He's not going to emblaze blaze your way, but he's very elusive, and he's a great one cut runner, which means in a zone blocking scheme. Kendra Miller would be fantastic. Um, he had he runs really aggressive. He has uh, a great uh, spin move. He doesn't have a lot of experience as a pass catcher, but he can catch the ball. He just doesn't have a lot of experience with it. He is looking like he's probably going to go in the third or fourth round. 
of the NFL draft. And people were asking me, who I think his comp is. And you know who I think his comp is, Sam? I think his comp is Joe Mixon. Ooh. Okay. Okay. You see similarities? Joe Mixon. You've watched him play. Joe Mixon does not overwhelm you with speed. But he's elusive enough to find those gaps. He hits the hole hard. And he's a pretty good receiver, although I would say Samaje Pirine is a better receiver than Mixon is. But Tendre Miller and, and, and Joe Mixon was a second round pick out of Oklahoma. Tendre Miller's probably gonna go in the third or fourth round. I think he that's that's who I like, man. I I, I really don't but but to all of everybody listening, it depends on where guys go, right? If Kendra Miller is picked up fucking, uh, God, uh, you know, like the Chargers where he's in a timeshare with Eckler and Spiller and he, he might not see the field, then then obviously he's not he's not worth it, right? He's not he's not a guy. But you know, like, let's say a team like. Uh, Let's say Carolina grabs him in the third round. Do you think he could start over uh, Chubba Hubbard and fucking uh, Dante Foreman? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, so much, and this is why I say I've never understood with some people who run Dynasty League. I've never understood why they have their rookie draft before the NFL draft has happened. I I see so I see some of that. They were like, Oh, let's have it in April. I'm like the NFL draft hasn't even happened. Like, why are you trying to have the rookie draft? You don't even know where these guys are gonna go. So you're just picking blindly. And you might end up drafting a guy who you think is gonna be really good, but he goes into a situation where he's not gonna fucking play for two years. Are, are we are we talking about the Michael Carter issue with, with Brees Hall usurping him? And you picked him in in the draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you know, for fantasy perspectives, right, Sam? Uh, from a fantasy football perspective, a lot of it depends on where you're going to go. No, I have to agree with you on that, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I got cut off for a second. Okay. Um, is there anybody? There's another running back that I like a lot who's been turning some heads at the senior bowl. But his size makes me a little apprehensive. His name is Ty J. Spears. He's two lanes running back. He's he he ran for fifteen hundred yards this year in college, seven yards a carry and he had nineteen touchdowns, but he's hundred and ninety five pounds and he's five foot eleven. And I don't know what he ran as far as the forty goes. That that's going to be telling too at the combine. Doesn't isn't the combine starting soon? When is it starting? I thought it started in like February, doesn't it, or March? So when they have, I think it's in March, but I know that they have like they don't they have pro days and all kinds of other stuff prior to that, or at at the same time maybe. Pro days happen right after the uh, the combine, typically. So let's. Okay. I mean, I'm, right. I'm kind of curious, but but 
but Tajay Spears runs a four four forty. I I like him a lot. The, his size gives me pause, but he's not that small. I mean, he's like he's five ten, five eleven, two hundred pounds. But man, he he's got some Alvin Kamara to him. To, uh, to him, Sam and Kamara was a third round projected. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I see. I think uh, Kamara came from Tennessee, right? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, Kamara tore it up his his year right before he he uh, went to the draft, right? No, Kamara didn't really do shit in college, and he transferred from Alabama because he was in. He was in a loaded backfield. Uh, he was with, like, Derrick Henry and some other dudes. I forget who else was there. But it was crazy how, like, many blue chippers were at Alabama. But he transferred. Yeah, his his last year, dude, at Tennessee, he ran for 596 yards and nine touchdowns. And he caught 40 passes for 392 yards and four touchdowns. So he wasn't even a 1,000-yard runner. Nothing huh? special. Nothing, Nothing special, special, right? Nothing the touch- special. The touchdowns are there, 13 touchdowns his last year. And he had 980 yards from scrimmage total between rushing and receiving. But, I mean, it wasn't like he – it wasn't like he was running 1,400 yards or anything. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, man, uh, fuck, dude, we're already out of time. I didn't even get to give Dream – WrestleMania. I, I I did want. To, can I talk fantasy basketball real quick with you, Sam? Absolutely, right. bro. So I got. I think I sent this trade over to you, and I'm running rough shot in the league right now. Okay, but there was a trade that came through from one of the. He wanted Ja Morant and Randall for for Devin Booker and Trey Young and Chris Stapps. That's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good trade. I'm not gonna lie. I, I like how Booker has is still super young and he has a lot of basketball left to be played. Chris yeah. Porzingis, Porzingis is actually showing up lately, so he's been playing better. But <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, and who was the third one that he offered? Randall was it? No, he. I have Randall. For he wanted John Morant and Julius Randall, and he was going to give me Devin Booker, Trey Young, and Chris Tapps. I would take that, bro. I turned it down. I turned okay. it down. I <laughs> but my team is already loaded, right? I am. I am projecting for five hundred and thirty points this week. Luka Doncic dropped a hundred hundred spot earlier this week. But now here's the thing. One of those new, one of the new guys to the league who took over one of the abandoned teams, and one of the other guys are colluding, and they're about to make a trade that's going to shake up the league. And I have a feeling that the trade that I'm hearing is that the dude who's rebuilding he wants draft picks, so he's about to send Trey Young, Paolo Banchero. Bradley Beal, uh, freaking uh, Jarrett Allen, and J- and Jaden Ivey, and Colin Sexton, and three first-round picks. Dude, and then I think dude, that uh-huh, – go ahead. 
I'm sorry. Then this dude would be would have those players I just mentioned, which are like Trey Young, Booker, and all those young dudes, and Paolo Banchero. He'd also have Damian Lillard, Fred Van Fleet, Clay Thompson, uh, Jaden, or uh, you know, he'd have a pretty good team. I still think top. I still think I don't have a lot of depth, but I don't think there's anybody in the league that can compete with Doncic, Brunson, Morant, Durant. Keldon Johnson, Randall, Julius Randall, Sonny Davis, and Josh Giddy. Yeah, there's there's nobody. There's not a single team. You're absolutely right. But so the the question the question is, you know what I've been seeing the reoccurring trend in in dynasty is that people yeah. just think that di- their dynasty league is going to run for ten, twelve years, whatever it is, right? <clears throat> and they're constantly right. trading for for next year's picks. But it's hard to keep a dynasty team with the same players together, like, for that long period of time. So, like, it makes it doesn't really make sense to hoard picks unless you know this dynasty is, like, close-knit group of friends, uh, you know, whatever the case is. It's, uh, the league's going to stay intact, more or less, right? I, well, and, and not only that, though, I think dynasty trade picks and NFL trade picks are a lot different. In NFL Dynasty, draft picks are gold because you can rebuild fairly quickly, right? Like, let's say in this past draft you had three first-round picks, you were coming off a bad season, then those three first-round picks that you had, you used on Brees Hall, Chris Olave, and Garrett Wilson. All of a sudden, next year, your team is looking pretty good, plus you'll have this year's rookies coming in, right? But in the NBA, NBA draft picks are a fucking crapshoot, and sometimes you don't even know what a guy's going to really look like for three for three to four years. Like absolutely correct, absolutely correct. You won't, and you won't even unless unless it's like a a sure shot type of player, uh, which is hard to get, truthfully, right? Uh, In the NBA, yeah. Um, Unless it's one of those. You're absolutely right. You 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 don't know. Uh, for the love of God, fucking Michael Carter Williams won Rookie of the Year when he was drafted. Exactly. Where the hell is he now? Exactly. You know. Exactly. He's not anywhere. I mean, like Kevin Durant, he looked pretty nice his first year or two, but he wasn't anything. He wasn't. You wouldn't have traded like, let's say, a Ray Allen for Kevin Durant at that point in time. Oh, not right? a, not like, a rookie. Not a no. No way. No way. And. Even like John Morant, he, his rookie year, he averaged 17.8 points per game, and he averaged seven assists and four rebounds, all right? That's his rookie year. Now he's averaging 27 points a game, eight rebounds, six assists. That This is year four for him. John Morant really blew up. Last year was the first year he was an all-star. Now, everybody knew John Morant his rookie year. And we're like, oh, he's a nice player. He's a really good player. But at the same time, you don't know what he's going to turn into. You don't know what he's going to cap. There's a lot of guys, to your point, Michael Carter-Williams was rookie of the year. Uh, Another guy that showed out kind of early on in his career and then faded, Jerry Stackhouse. And and, and, and the list goes on and on. The the list goes on and on. So – you really don't, it, it, like I said, in the NBA, 
you don't know. And then when this dude offered uh, – one of the dudes offered me uh, four first-round picks, Rudy Gobert and fucking R.J. Barrett, and they wanted – in return, they wanted Randall and they wanted Morant and they wanted um, and they wanted fucking Josh Giddy. And I was like, no, dude, I'm not fucking trading known assets. Not for Gobert and R.J. Barrett, who are, like – I don't need those guys. Uh, they're not going to do anything for me. And for four first-round picks, that uh, I don't know what they're going to turn into. You already have an unbeatable team, dude. I don't think you need to trade for anything, really. I'm not. I'm <laughs> not going to. I'm not going to trade anymore. But uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. That's all the time we have. Uh, we will be back at it on Monday on Podbean not on Blog Talk Radio, and we will be updating the RSS so that everything points to our new location. Hopefully we'll have Josh and Joe back by Monday. But thank you all for listening. This is our final show on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you all, and we'll be back at it. Thank you. We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. Our bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it.